Hello there, welcome to Down the Lane with. The Cottage Family Centre in Temple Hall has been serving the local community for over 30 years, providing a service which caters for the needs of families with preschool children. Having remained open throughout the year, despite the disruption of Covid, the cottage is now in the process of organising its annual Christmas appeal, with a target of £35,000. Marion McPherson is joined today by Cottage Manager Pauline Buchan to discuss the background of the charity and how people can help with their appeal. Hi Pauline, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks, and thanks for inviting me along today. Not a problem. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to ask, where did the cottage begin and when? So the cottage first started way back in 1987, and it started was started by a group of parents who had young children, and at that time there wasn't really anything around for families at that time. So they used to meet on a weekly basis, and it kind of just grew from there. And the building, which is now a new building in Temple and Codder Crescent, that actually used to be a farmhouse cottage. So that's why it's called The Cottage, because it was a hundred-year-old building before we got the lovely new build that we got in 2005. Is the new build on the same site? Yeah, it's just slightly been turned around because we wanted to make as much use of daylight as possible because part of our services, we have a children's service and we wanted to make sure that the kids got out as often as possible because most of the families that we work with live in flats and don't have garden access. So it was one of the things that was really important that we were able to create that space for them and use as much daylight as possible. If the building had been the other way around, it was kind of being blocked off for the sun. It would get dark earlier in the day. So aye, a lot of thought went into that new building, right down to how how it was actually laid out. And inside the garden, all the windows look on it as well. So aye, it's, it's, it's a beautiful space. Mm-hmm. I've never actually seen it, but I, I did hear that you have a garden, which is really nice. And, and does the community get involved in that? About 10 years ago, we started a dad's project for the first time. Nobody was working with dads locally. I'd been sitting in the reception area one day, and it was a baby cafe afternoon. It was a, a group for parents who had had children up to the age of 12 months. And a dad came in, and he popped in the the baby in the car seat, and was like, I'm off, because there's nothing effing here for dads and I thought and then I suddenly had this wee light bulb moment if you like um, and I'd went upstairs and phoned a health visitor that I knew her name was Maura Grush and she still works um, as a health visitor to this day and we had a conversation because I said to her I'm going to apply for some funding but I'd like you to to back up what I'm saying this need and she said oh my god Pauline I've just done my dissertation on young dads and the lack of services and it was like oh my God, this is coming together. And in a very short space of time, we had a service where the dad's project started. And the first project that they did was actually the that garden because we wanted to show dads that actually, as well as being parents, a lot of the dads that we worked with didn't have jobs and things. Some of them had criminal records. Some of them had, at that time, addictions and things like that. And they thought there was all these barriers and there was all these reasons why they couldn't 
do things. So we wanted to create something where they, they could see that they actually had lots to offer and lots of skills and were actually really nice people underneath all these bits of paper that was written about them. And they transformed this garden. It was seven of them there was at the time. And then we thought, right, well, that worked really great, but what are we going to do now? So across the the pathway, there's a, a, a local path, we'll call it, in between two blocks of flats. And we thought, right, I'm going to ask the council for this because it had sat there unused for about 20 years. It was all overgrown. And actually, it was huge. When we managed to walk around the side of it at that time, because that's all you can get in, it was massive. So I thought, right, we can really turn this into a community garden, spoke to the dads. And then they were really up for that. So we also managed to get somebody from Elmwood College to come along. So they were actually getting qualifications in horticulture while they were doing this work. But what I found most interesting about it was, not in terms of just the development of this piece of wasteland, it was the way that they they turned up every day, their high-vis vests, their boots on. It felt like a day's work to them. It gave them a sense of value about themselves, probably for the first time, and for some of them, for the first time in their life, or for some of them, the first time in a long time. It changed the way that they interacted with their partners in terms of relationships, changed the way that they were with us as staff I and mean, the things that they would talk about. It's the first time we were able to firmly say, Ken, guys have got, we think guys have got postnatal depression in the same way as women do, how they were, how their mental and emotional health was affected, how they had their own childhood trauma, because I think a lot of the time, at that time, a lot of the literature that was written was mostly about women, even from a social services perspective, everything that you learned was about mum being the primary carer and she had the responsibility and dad was always somewhere in the background and that's how these guys felt but this project gave them a chance to be right up there on the front line being treated the same with the same dignity and respect and given the same levels of support and aye, so everything changed for them the other change that came through that garden or those gardens was the fact that then other services started to think differently about the abilities of dads. So as I said before previously in terms of social work and things, literature was always written for towards the women. And now what we see 10 years on is that a huge amount of young or actually any age single dads who have been given the responsibility to look after kids whether their name was on the birth certificate or no or whether they were married or not because years ago we had all these things in the way that so I we've we've came a long way through this one wee project and over the years we've had hundreds of dads and we still have hundreds of dads and that project's still going on and the fact that the dads maybe tell their friends and that the stigma yeah. of going to a a family service mm-hmm. wouldn't be there because no, it absolutely. is well known. And interestingly, last year, which was the first time we ever tried it, we tried we did a, a group and it was around managing their emotions, but we joined it up with some of the mums and that's the first time that the groups had ever went together and the staff were really nervous because we'd never done that before and actually it, it was just like another ordinary day in the cottage. It didn't matter about male or female, that's not what it was about. They were all there for the same purpose. But we had in our heads, we had it built up to be, oh my goodness, this isn't going to work. And 
And actually, it's been brilliant ever since. Everybody's the same at the cottage. That's the one thing that's really good. It doesn't matter what your background is, where you've been or where you're going or what you've came for or not. Everybody's the same. And I think that's why it works so well. So you've got the dance group Mm -hmm. and you've got... You have the therapeutic service as well and you Mm -hmm. also have a venue for families to meet up in. Yeah, so we've got a family sports service, a children's sports service, a therapeutic sports service and a dad's project. And between both centres, they have the same in each centre. And then on top of that, we have community education opportunities to learn people who didn't do so well at school to do their English and maths and IT and things like that. But at the cottage, what we tend to do is we focus on normally taking somebody, fixing the here and now to take them out of crisis normally and building that foundation. And then we have to tend to work back before we can move forward a lot of the time with families because what we find at the cottage is a lot of parents have had childhood trauma and experiences like abuse from their childhood and they've tried to put a lid on it somewhere in their head and then something else has happened and they put a lid on that and before you know it they're referred to the cottage because they're no managing and it's not just in terms of their parenting it's in, it's in terms of themselves and then that spills out into other things and that can happen to anybody if you didn't deal with your issues at the time so what we tend to do is we tend to put in a lot is support initially for whatever the need is and then we start going backwards to move them forwards and that can take quite a period of time. And it wouldn't be a specific time frame, it would depend no, on it's open-ended. When I first started as a manager at the cottage, the counselling service was in 10 week blocks, 10 or 12 week blocks and that's the one of the first things that I had changed. Went back to the funder and said, well wait a minute. These are really complex issues and it wouldn't matter how great a counsellor you are, this is not going to work. So we everything's open-ended now and that's the way hopefully it'll stay because if you've had issues and you've saved those issues up for a lifetime, it ain't going to be fixed in a 12-week block of a parenting class or a 10-week block of counselling. We need to be realistic. And if you want a real outcome, a real life long outcome for a family then you need to be honest with yourself about that's not going to just be about ticking boxes on a piece of paper that's about giving somebody your heart and soul and and meaning it and taking them for a to b and if you go back to a a few times that's all right too because we're all human and nothing goes perfect for anybody and actually opening up about your experiences in your life is really difficult for some people and really scary, especially if you've had umpteen services in your life as a child and then into adulthood. You've retold this story and there along comes another service because that's what you might be to some families, the cottage. You're just another service that's coming along who's going to try and fix me. No, we're not there to fix you. We're there to support you to help yourself. And, but we're going to give you all the time in the world to do that. So we're not shutting the door because you've fell off the wagon or can you've slipped up and you've done something that you weren't supposed to do or you went and committed a crime that you said you would never do again or whatever or you spent the money on something that you can't, you shouldn't have. That's not what we're about because that we're not in their lives. We're not there every day. We decay in their circumstances. And actually, a lot of the stuff that they do do is, ha- is the formed habits. That's how they've got through life. 
And they are actually some of the strongest people that you'll ever meet. They just didn't realise that. So the door doesn't get shut on them. The door will always stay open. And even when we get to the other end and they're leaving us and they're going on to pastors now and college and uni and work and all these great things, even then sometimes they'll need a wee 20-minute chat and the door will always be open for that. So... Obviously, with the COVID situation, all community groups are facing challenges just now and you guys are still going ahead with your Christmas appeal. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Mm -hmm. So about 10 years ago, we had a group of parents who we thought it was a one-off, actually. We thought we had that, that group of parents that we had at the time, they had a lot of debt. And we thought, right, how can we take the pressure off and make sure they didn't go and take high interest loans? Because at that time, a lot of them were going to like Morsey's and Provident and Greenwoods and who were just ripping them off and they'd be paying Christmas off for the next two years. So we did a wee appeal locally and asked a couple of businesses in that to donate, which they did. And then 10 years on, this is year 10, and we had about 1,300 and each year we tighten up the criteria to try and make sure that it's only the people who are in significant hardship that are, are those in misneeded support that are supported. But right now, everybody needs support. What COVID has done, it's brought to fruition the added pressure to family life that there was in terms of finance. So there's people who weren't managing before COVID came along and then people who were just on the periphery and the people that were on the periphery are now really in need and then obviously a lot of people have lost their jobs and things so we thought we've we've maintained service all year and um, we've still run all our sports services it's been a challenge I'll say that but we've maintained because our families are too vulnerable to be left and for some of them their mental health has completely deteriorated and they haven't got additional family support either that's what the majority of the clients lack as people were in them to support them. So we thought, no, we're not going to, just because of this COVID situation, say we can't do it, we, we've got to do something. But the biggest worry for me this time was so many people had been really generous during the COVID crisis by donating so that we could give people food parcels if they were not able to come out in that. I thought we're not going to be able to get the amount of money we need because we needed we need to raise thirty five grand for food. And I thought that's just not gonna happen. But actually we're on our way. Which has been a total like shock because I was thinking, Oh my God, this is the year where we're gonna have to turn people away because there's just no gonna we're not gonna make it. And you have a crowdfunder at the moment. Yeah, so what happens is we start for zero because Government money doesn't pay for things like this. So we've always had to fundraise for it. Same for things like beds and cookers and everything that a family really needs um, is the things that you hate to fundraise yourself for. So that's what we do. We just write off to every business. I put a plea out in the Five Free Press and local papers and say, kind of like, here's what we're doing. We do a video every year of what people have donated and take pictures and things and we use that for the video for the following year to show people the difference that they can make and that's been really popular because I think a lot of the time when people are donating to charities they actually can't see where their money's going but 100% of any money that's donated to the cottage goes to families it doesn't get used for staff or admin or any of that but the number of referrals is already up for the period last year so I reckon probably around the 
1500 mark probably would you like to send out a message to the community regarding the Christmas appeal that would be great I would just like to say thank you firstly to everybody that's donated to us through the Covid and every year that we've run this Christmas campaign however this year I need your help more than ever to make sure that the children and families have a Christmas that they deserve have full bellies warm homes and a toy for Santa Claus and it's not much to ask but I know it is this year because everybody's in the same boat but if we all dig deep and we all gear a wee bit we can make this happen Thanks very much for coming Thank you More information can be found about the Cottage Family Centre by visiting their website at thecottagefamilycentre.org.uk or by visiting their Facebook page. Down the Lane With was presented and created by Marion McPherson. It was a Jackie Pocket Media production for the Linton Lane Centre.